Okay, so now we just need an intro. Uh, something like... Friendly sparring with Leo and Joe's. Friendly sparring. The friendliest sparring with Leo and Joe's. Friendly sparring. That's it. Ah, all right, cool. Let's start the show. Yep. Welcome to the Friendly Sparring Podcast. The podcast... Well, we're chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cool, just shooting some b-ball after school. Yeah. And I don't know if you know this, but there might be a couple of guys who are up to no good in my neighborhood. Yeah. And they're going to start some trouble. One little fight. Well, yeah. we got into about, what was it, 11 or 12 fights? Yeah, 12 fights. We were gotten 12, 12 fights last night. We got into 12 fights last night. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for anybody who thinks we're talking gibberish, just go ahead and let, if you know the lyrics of Fre- the French Prince of Bel Air, then yeah, go French ahead. Prince. Yeah, best best show of all time. Fucking Cyril uh, Gone, the French Prince of yeah. Bel Air. Wow, has someone made that joke already? They had to have. Ariel Hawani. Okay, yeah. perfect. Good, because I was like, yeah. that's too that's too low hanging fruit for. Yeah, he for, didn't uh, say of Bel Air. I just said it tight end, but he was like, he was like, you know, like the French Prince, like they should call you the French. Prince. You know, it's funny uh, to to tie it back to you being uh, being the goat of these uh, these underrated tweets that surface overnight. The fucking uh, the gun with the wind. Yeah, serial gun with the wind, dude. That's fun. That's I tweeted one. that one way too late. Yeah, but it was good. Frankly, my dears. Yeah, <laughs> it's it like a... fans. We want knockouts at heavyweight. Yeah, serial gun. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. So on with the wind. Yeah, it's so fucking funny. So perfect. Um, okay, so full disclosure, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Back the curtain a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so about <clears throat> maybe twenty to thirty minutes ago, Juice and I were setting up to do the podcast. We're not setting up to do the podcast, but we were texting about it, and we had both said that we weren't feeling it, or I wasn't feeling it. At, to to do it i was I'm, a lot of stuff has happened in my life and I'm, I'm just not you know i'm kind of going through it at the moment and when i text juice and i was like you know i i really don't want to do the podcast is what i thought in my my head not tonight and juice texts me and i didn't tell him that but he texts me and he said hey i'm not really feeling it tonight i'm not feeling too hot let's not and i thought to myself in that moment that we should, we should, because when we first originally started this podcast, the main intention of it was to, was to consistently share a laugh with, with a friend we've known for a very long time on the other side of, of the country. Um, And, you know, we've successfully done that uh, almost every week for the past year, a little bit more than that. And, I think every time we do the show, I think we have to realize how how lucky we are that first of all that you guys do listen to us and our and our patrons uh, our patrons do support us, and I just want to point out thank you guys for for even laughing with us or laughing along in your cars or whatever you guys are doing. I just want to know that you guys are. I just want you guys to know that you're very much appreciated. But you know, there's nothing like the love I have for this man right here, and and same. For and for you and i think that that sometimes you kind of forget that that person is is your friend 
and and is not 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 that but that there's someone to rely on and i think a lot of times we don't want to burden people with our problems or or anything like that but i think when you're going through something like this and you can be open and honest about it i think it really really helps you to just admit it and say hey you know what we're guaranteed to laugh and that's the actual truth and that, that like we've we've done that every time every time we the original goal that we aimed to do was to make each other laugh and to hang out and chat. And we've done it every time. Every single time. So we have to thank you guys for listening to us and for appreciating that we do that. And today, because we're both going through it, we're going to be sharing a laugh, having a good time, talking about these fights, taking your questions, and appreciating that we get to. Yeah. So thank you guys. Just to pull back the curtain. We're both not feeling it, but we're ready to do it because we love doing it. Thank you for being a friend. Perfect. Yeah. Travel down the road and back again. Yep. Wouldn't be the same. It's true. You're a pal and a confidant. It's true uh yeah so guys this is i want you to know that this episode is sponsored by mental health sponsored by depression <laughs> by depression and mental health i want you to know that that we we are like i said pulling back the curtain letting you know we're both going through yeah. it and we're both using use your friends is what i'm saying guys use your friends when you need when you really need it because yeah. odds are the times that you you feel like you can't, you haven't used your friend yet. There's a there's a very high chance that you haven't because you don't yeah. want to burden people. So it's okay for a little bit. I promise. We promise. and for me and like I have had my own struggles with mental health and I've I've talked about it throughout the the history of the show, going back as far as episode two, which is the worst episode of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and. To be clear, two of FWM, not a friendly sparring. Yeah, yeah. Episode two of friendly sparring was fucking great. Yeah. Um, uh, it's usually something like emotional. And today, right now, it is physical. And it's so weird for me to feel that way. Not, well, it's not, it's, it's a fairly common for me, to be honest. But like, as far as, you know, usually if I'm in a bad mood, it's, it's not physical. Like, Right now, my body is just in so much pain. I mm-hmm. kind of deal with chronic pain. This is where our patients will know I'm fucking chilling, dude. I'm laying down. I hardly ever, dude. This might be the second time I've ever recorded the podcast laying down. You know what the first one was? What? When I had my fucking dick surgery in uh, 2020. Two, yep. That was like over two years ago when I did my fucking best ofs for, uh, or no, it was it was bold predictions. I think that's the name of the episode. Uh, bold predictions 20, for 2020. Yeah. Um. Too bad I didn't predict a coronavirus. I don't know. <laughs> People were sending in like predictions that I was making my own. I was like, oh, Paige Van Zandt is going to leave. The-. By the way, that came true. I said Paige Van Zandt was going to leave the UFC. I predicted she would go to Bellator, which is not true. She ended up going to BKFC. Random yeah. as fuck. Yeah. Uh, no one would have seen that coming. Yeah, um, she didn't. Yeah. She, well, uh, Dave Feldman did. Yeah. Um. Yes. Uh, 
Go on. Well, I was, was going to say, I my my fucking knees and my hips are in so much pain that if I sit, it's actually worse. So I'm laying down and chilling like this. So I'm, uh, this is this is great. It's we're this, here. You're getting the fucking worst angle of me, but fuck it. But fuck it, we're here because we're here to talk about these fights and to entertain you guys and entertain each other to make each other feel better. And that's yeah. the point. So, without further ado, let's go on with the show structure. Just know that we love you guys. Thank you guys for listening. And let's move on to this card last night where I kept asking, who the fuck is that guy? Uh, (laughs) Not to be rude, but uh, boy, howdy was that. But but with that being said, there were some some bangers. I'm going to go with my prelim pick. Uh, Which, oh, wow, didn't have the fights pulled up like an idiot. Oh, here we go. Uh, Got it. That's all right. Um. Drakkar close. close, yes, versus Brandon Jenkins. Brandon Jenkins. Uh, so anyone is named Jenkins, it reminds me of that fucking uh, World of Warcraft meme where it was like Leroy Jenkins. A hundred percent. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um. Uh, I, I, well, we're gonna talk about it later, but anyways, um. The fact that the fight ended in the second round is a, is pretty crazy, considering the fact that Drakkar Close put it on him so hard in the first round. Drakkar Close did not let up for all the like, just ran through like Brandon Jenkins like not for like a trying but like was pretty much just like a punching bag, and Drakkar Close. I was surprised. It was relentless pace. He was kicking him, punching at everything. I was like, he's throwing the kitchen sink at him. And I'm surprised that Brandon didn't go down earlier, but eventually he did. And it was, I mean, it got performance of the night um, because of how, like, it was just so, it was literally like a sprint, but like the best sprint ever. Yeah. Um, so, Good, good on Drakkar close. I'm interested to see who has, he fights next because he really tore through that Brandon Jenkins guy. Like, no, I don't want to say no problem, obviously, because the Jenkins was there for the whole first round, but it was, it's pretty brutal. I, I mean, if you, if you didn't get a chance to watch the fight, I, I, that's the one. It's, it's just, it's pure aggression is what I will say. It's pretty, yeah. Yeah. He was just, he was really pissed off from that Jeremy Stevens shove and it just, He's been, hey man, he's been building. It's you know, he he's st- he even said he's still dealing with injuries from that. I know that's what's so crazy to me, like how he had such a great performance. Yeah, I mean, like yeah, that Jeremy Stevens show. Like, if you go back and watch it, dude, it's pretty, it's pretty intense. You know, and like, what's even weirder is like in my head, I was like, huh, maybe I'll just sh- maybe in a, when I'm in my next fight, if I'm near someone, just shove as someone as hard as Jeremy Stevens does and give him brain damage. Easy. Yeah, well, what happened was like Drakkar had just fucking cut weight. Yeah, and so he's still like dehydrated or whatever. Jeremy Stevens fucking shoves him, gives him whiplash. Yeah, like it's his neck, and I think he got a concussion from the shove. Yeah, dude. It's fucking yeah. yeah it, was, it was pretty insane. But like any I said, like shred of respect I had for Jeremy Stevens, I left at that point. It was gone after that shove. And like, and, and I I remember that created like a weird concept of like, oh man, that's like. Oh, like there means Jeremy Stevens tougher. Like in a real fight, it's like I don't know, man. There's something to be said about the concept no. of like the section sanction, sanction violence as professional right. violence. You know what I mean? Like, 
Damn. And like, don't get me wrong, shoves happen all the time. And that's what's so weird about it, too, is that shoves do happen all the time. Like at stare downs and stuff like that. I mean, Derek Lewis shoved um, uh, Volkov, uh, you know, uh, at one point, you know, like they happen all the time. It's just this one was just so like, I don't know, it's just so aggressive. And Dracar Close was like, yeah, I'll just take all that momentum and just put it on Brandon Jenkins. Exactly. And he fucking it was like fucked him the fuck up. It was almost like in his training camp, he was like fucking put like imagining Jeremy Stevens instead of uh, Brandon Jenkins. It was like you remember in the you remember in the Water Boy. Yep. It was like you need to get angry, and it was yeah. like the faces would transform. It was like he did that. Yeah. He was like the whole time. He he, he was, was like standing over Brandon Jenkins, and like yeah. And don't you ever fucking shove me? And he was like, it wasn't me. Don't you shove me again? And I'm sorry. And and everybody still remembers you getting ratioed by Connor. What? <laughs> Yeah, oh, and then, what if he was so like, stupid. what if he was like, oh, yeah, and then saying that Connor's mom knew you a year later, you idiot. Oh, it's so dumb, dude. I wish he would have said that. That would have been so funny. Everyone would be like, what is he saying? <laughs> um, but yes, uh, Jakar, let me just put you this way. The fight wasn't close. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Wasn't close. All right. Uh, yes. My prelim pick of the night. Let's do it. Was the only one I saw. Great. Full disclosure, peeking back the curtain. Could barely watch them this morning, to be honest with you. Yeah. And, and honestly, like, uh, the reason I didn't get to, I, I wanted to, but um, I was at a, a concert to support a friend, you know, a local musician. You got to do it. And then... Uh, What's it called? Today's fucking Easter. Yeah. So like it's this Easter's. morning was all like, you know, when I had breakfast with uh, Kate's family, you know, went chill. There was a time, there was a period of time where I could have like snuck in a couple fights, but I'm going to be honest with you guys. I watched Game of Thrones instead. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I've been thinking recently. So like, uh, I think I would, I think we talked about this before. Um, well, obviously, we did talk about that I'm in Hamlet, but uh, I don't know if we talked about, like, I've been, I'm also playing the ghost of King Hamlet oh, yes. and, and Claudius. So I'm playing, like, the brother. And for some reason, I was, like, analyzing the text. I, I got this, I drew this parallel where I thought, I, I, I thought of King Hamlet. Like, my, I, think my, I think it was because my director said, it was like, I see Hamlet as, like, like King Hamlet is like a warlord. Immediately, I thought Robert Baratheon. And yeah. I was like, I need to fucking rewatch that. And then I, I was like, I good forgot choice. how fucking good early on it was. And I was like, you know what? I am gonna re and I, I'm gonna rewatch Game of Thrones and just turn it off when it gets bad. And that'll well, be how I remember it from now on. That's a good idea because um, and the guy who played Robert Baratheon was so great. And I like that idea. I I do like that a lot. I like the, you know, it's kind of weird. I. Acting is such a strange thing. And like, I like the idea of you doing that. Like, that's kind of cool. Like, I don't know, a lot of people are like, oh, it's kind of copying, but it's like, no, he's just pulling because he's the performance is going to be very different. But to yeah, get that inspiration different. to say, like, this is that, or, you know, this is the voice. But I like the idea of you being like a, being like a, a ruler who's gotten just so comfortable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, nothing could touch him. And that you're just like, well, I'll be fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I like that idea of just being like very careless. Um, <clears throat> And obviously, like, 
it's not really his fault. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, but it's just like, it's just like demeanor and arrogance. Yeah, and right. Like, exactly. You know, solve my problems with my fucking fist or whatever. Yeah. Which I and like that idea. That's yeah. the fucking vibe I'm going for. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, which, yeah. I think that gives you a nice little start off point for that. And then um, the, because obviously the way that it happened is very sneaky. So like that, that literally gets your dichotomy to Claudius to be, oh, okay. Like it's, yep. it's definitely just a different way to kind of go through it. You know, one's ham fisted and the other one's like a closed tight pussy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just a little, just a little tight little pussy. <laughs> Maybe one of the weirdest things you've ever said. Okay, I, I, I know, I, when I said it, I know it was going to be weird. But when you did the voice, it's a tight little pussy. That, okay. But anyway, <laughs> but anyway. Um, okay, all right. Now he's dying. What's happening? um yeah but anyway regardless so you got the hand pussy and the tight one let's go yeah uh oh. so you got that yeah great so that's what you're gonna say and then your yeah. inspiration whenever you see juice's bio it's gonna say just like if someone's like if you're confused about me playing <laughs> king hamlet and uh and his brother claudius they killed him just, just think, think ham- about robert Brathian and status breath yeah. yeah and think about hand pussy tight pussy got it beef curtains let's do it here we go. Um, yeah. So good job on your part. Um, all right. So enough about acting. Let's yeah. uh, let's get to your prelim. The one you saw. Yes. And so I want, I want to say this. My, my prelim pick is William Nivers, Devin Clark. And I was so hyped for Devin Clark. and I'm, I'm normally not. And I uh, wanted to say I... First saw Devin Clark on Dana White looking for a fight. Uh-huh. A lot of people saw him for the first time. Well, maybe some people missed that because that show isn't that good. Um, but Dana White went to one of his fights. I think he's originally from like the Sioux Falls area. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where the fight was. And that's where like the episode took place. Um he won his fight and Dana White talked to him backstage. And that was the whole thing. And he was like, I was like, I'm looking at you. The fight was a 205. He was like, I'm looking at you. You look like more like an 85er in the UFC. And he was like, ah, oh, I knew you were going to say that. He was like, I, I've made 85 before, but it's just, it's much easier for me to not cut weight. And I just, I feel better at this weight, whatever. And so I, I always liked that about him that he at least appeared to be a smaller 205er and is like not trying to do that and he never has tried to go to 185 and this time he fucking went up in weight and i was like oh i don't know william and i is gonna fucking you know but dude not at all i, I couldn't believe how we got out of that guillotine first dude, of all he fucking he's he really like and a lot of people i mean i know a lot of people are on the william knight hype train but um self-included I mean, you know, strong as a motherfucker. William Knight is so yeah. strong. And like William Devin, Knight knows where the weights are kept. Yeah. And like for real. Uh and Devin and Devin Clark just like squashed all that. Like really, really showed you like there's a like there's levels to this. You yeah, know what I mean? Like Corey Anderson. And like, and honestly, like a lot of fighters have said it before. Izzy has said this like more than once, is like, you know, muscles don't win fights. And that's true, but when you have a motherfucker like William Knight, who obviously hits really hard, yeah, and, like, and when is you have super that, fast, yeah, super, yeah, fast, explosive, and that guillotine, like on those arms, that's the yeah. thing. Like, 
certain chokes and like like jujitsu is all about like using your leverage and not being like the stronger guy but like when you are strong as well and you're using both like that fucking shit i was like his poor neck dude how is this even possible but i guess maybe he didn't have the right leverage or something although for the when they did that standing guillotine he was feeding his hips and i was like oh no 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 you're done yeah, but he oh, this was just amazing. And he fucking laid William Knight out. Dude, that punch, that punch was so good. It was so like, first of all, right on the button, but like you like it, you could see William Knight's face like being like, ah. <laughs> it was really funny the way his face it was, was like that Kevin Hart uh, special where he was uh, like, Oh, crazy Steve, give me yeah. pop up. Did you see that? Yeah. For real though, he he was really like, oh shit, and then he fucking knocked him down. It was, yeah, it was crazy. Uh, how you know how good that that knockout was, and 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 he yeah. really like I said, um, <clears throat> after the initial scare of William Knight in that, uh, in that in those for in that first round, I mean, like I said, I mean, as he's the most explosive, um, yeah. You know, he just he, really he weathered the storm and he he got he made it his fight. Yeah. And honestly, like Devin Clark has been a guy that hasn't really impressed me. Even when he's won his fights, I've been like, okay. Yeah, this was that. this was pretty spectacular, considering Fuck the fact yeah, of dude. the hype behind William Knight. I mean, it's a it's a pre- pretty spectacular, you know, um situation. Um and also- this isn't really like an indication of like maybe he should stay at heavyweight because William Knight is also a 205er. Like mm. they just decided to go, but didn't look bad. Yeah. But, uh, also, you were gonna say. also some highlights. Uh, I mean, great. Like I said, just great fight. I just want to talk about some of the highlights from the, the, the prelims um, for oh, me yeah. as well. Um, obviously the biggest one that we're going to talk about a little bit later, which is the uh, Chris Barnett and Martin Boudet uh, ended in a technical decision. Uh, yes. It was weird. Uh, an illegal elbow strike to the back of the head. Uh, and we're going to talk about it for the, the co-main event, but, kind of weird that the rules have been strange but like i said we will talk about it later it's just just saying the rules are strange to me and it's weird that they happen in yeah. the same ra- same round and the offender also won so anyway here we are uh and then obviously uh daniel cormier uh talking about jordan levitt doing the splits and dropping it like it's hot uh like he does always uh also yeah. don't change don't change jordan by the way yeah He's fucking great, dude. I'm a big fan of the Monkey King. Yeah, he's fucking great. Um, so that was my those are my those are my two two highlights of that. Um, before we start with the um the main card. So uh what? Yeah, all three fights, all the first three fights went the distance, but they went the distance in a very specific way. Uh the Maureen Lazezi, Laziez, Munir Lazez, Lazez, yeah, and then NJ. It's not Lusa. It's like. Is it not? I th- that one, to be honest with you, I haven't really heard his name pronounced that much. And I wasn't paying attention on the broadcast because yeah. boy it was trash last night. Yeah, well, that's OK. Fucking, that's yeah. fair. Um, I just will say that uh, Munir uh, was just really just picking him apart from from a distance. But yeah. it was, you know, surprisingly enough, both those fighters, I'm really excited to see them fight again because they both kept pace for all, all three rounds. They weren't gassed. They weren't anything. They were it was. It was a long fight. Uh, obviously, it went all the rounds, but it was the pace was really good and really technical. I was very surprised that in the third round they were still, you know, um, striking as well as they as they could. 
Um, so those guys have pretty good gas tanks. And I'm interested to see what they, they do from there. Also, apparently there was a weird call out from Munir, some gangster. Okay. Yeah. I was, a, can we talk about the controversy with this post interview? Was it, it was a shout, it was like a shout out. Yeah. To so this- he, was like, he was like, Oh, thank you to Daniel Kinahan. Yeah. Noted Irish mobster. Yeah. As a matter of fact, there have been some, like, uh, I was listening to, uh, on the Coleman event, like, Power Hour this past week uh, of, like, some, like, subreddit, like, conspiracy theory that, uh, so Connor, the, Connor McGregor, when he punched that old guy in the bar, apparently some people thought he was, like, one of Daniel Kinahan's, like, thugs or whatever. Right, I remember this, So when Connor bought that bar... Some people think it's a money laundering thing for Daniel Kinahan right. as like a way to like get back in his good graces or whatever the fuck. Uh, I don't, yeah, I do. Remember I don't that. know any of that. Right. Um, which also like apparently Daniel Kinahan is, is, like hangs out a lot in Dubai. Like Connor mm-hmm. going to Dubai a lot is sus now that we think about it. Uh, but it, but Munir, is, I think, trains in Dubai, and that's when he was like shutting him out. Like they they asked him in the post fight press conference. Yeah. Like the there was this oh, he sounded British to me from what I remember from the clips, but I don't know where he's from. I've never heard this guy before. Like I was asking him about it. I was like, "Are you aware that he's just been brought up on charges as a five million dollar bounty on his head?" And Munir was like, "Oh, let's talk about my fight." <laughs> like he was super fucking sus, dude. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I think that that's that's yeah. I, I I don't know. I'm not you know everyone's like saying like that's real journalism and, and like I honestly didn't watch the didn't watch the clip did anything, but apparently um that that guy. Um, now I don't know how the shout out went. If he just said shout out to him and that was it, then I mean, don't get me wrong. I think that knowing that someone's doing illegal activity is fine. But apparently, the the gym that he trains out is that guy's, like that 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 yeah. that gangster owns it. Which don't get me wrong, it's not right, you know. But at the same yeah. time, it's like I don't know. It, whatever the journalist was doing, it's fine. But everyone's like really like get mad at the journalist for asking the questions. But I don't know. It, it's okay that that Lizez, uh dodge, dodge tried to dodge the question, and it's also okay that that the in, that the that the guy tried to get more information. Like it's a both things happen yeah. and they're okay. Like for me, because like everyone's like, well, you can't do that. And it's like, yeah, but okay, if he's if he's trying to avoid the subject, like whatever. I don't know. It's like this. High, no, like that guy was doing his journalistic duty. Like there's, yeah. there's a, a subset of <clears throat> MMA fans who get like hostile about like real journalism being done. And it's like, right, that's fair. We can't just, you know, you know what I mean? Like that stuff matters and is important. Like you can, at the end of the day, you can take the stance of like, oh, it's, it's face punching. It's a fucking, you know, right. I just think that whatever, but you know, when the, when there's shady shit going on and stuff like that, you have to call attention to it and you can't just like sweep it under the rug. Yeah, I guess. But I guess like, that's what I mean. Like if, if it was more of like a heavier call out, then I would say, okay, but because he owns the gym, I mean, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't. Well, yeah, that's why Munir was like, oh, he's just, he's been a good friend to me. He taught me about perseverance or whatever. He was like saying a, a lot of positive things. And Jersey was like, well, a lot of people would say that like you saying this sort of thing sort of like legitimizes his stuff and he's not meant to be a legitimate businessman. Like he's a fucking corrupt criminal. And Munir was like, oh, I'm not aware of these charges. Uh, please don't talk yeah. to me about okay. this. Okay. Okay. Like, that's fair. But I, I don't know. It's like, that's, that's hard for me that it's hard it's hard for me in the sense of like if you know someone i I don't know but but i get what you're saying like of course munir's gonna shout him out like not not of course but just like it's more along the lines of like him him 
I, I don't know. There's pl- plenty of people that um, not to put the, put the comparison uh, like uh, on this terrible level, but there's plenty of people that, that, that very terrible people who have done terrible things have been nice to. And like, that's their experience with this person. Like, right. We can, see, yeah, that's, I see what you're that, that's uh, uh, his reality. And I don't know. I don't know. Don't get me wrong. I think the journalist did the right thing. And I think Lazier saying that he didn't want to talk about it is also okay. Like it's not, it's not that big of a deal, but right. The journalist getting the blowback is not so bad is, is bad. And yeah. Well, what's even worse to me is that like, you couldn't tell exactly who, but someone off camera was trying to get the journalist to stop. And I think it was from someone from the UFC PR. Oh, okay. That's okay. Okay, yeah, that yeah, don't silence that that situation. He's doing his due diligence, and that makes sense. That he's trying to you know call to that, and that's fine. Like I said, but Lazez avoiding it, I don't know. It's a it's a dicey situation. I don't think the journalist should have gotten the blowback, and I also don't think that anyone should be like, well, like Lazez, like come on. It's like, well, I mean, that's his relationship with the guy. Like, I mean, we have so many other controversial fucking fighters in in the UFC, yeah. way more. Uh, people still stand by John Jones hit a woman while he was on crack so hey <laughs> let's figure this out guys um you know like come on that's there's so it's a it's a battle worth picking and it's a, it's a holes to punch through like the journalist did so that's fine yeah all right yeah. uh moving on to the next fight i mean did you have anything else to say about that fight no other than like they said like, the <clears throat> fight was good yeah was in control um next fight pat sabatini tj laramie hey sabatini gonna sabatini fucking wrestle fucked him kept him down the whole time Oh, I'm sorry. I do have one more thing to say. Oh, yeah. This has nothing to do with necessarily the fight, but it has to do with Munir and, like, stupid fans on Twitter. Oh, okay. I tweeted out, Munir is a bad man. Don't at me. Or a badass or whatever the fuck I said. Oh, yeah. Someone was like, he got laid out in his last fight, if I remember correctly. And I was like, has nothing to do with what I'm saying. Also said, don't at me, so get the fuck out of here, dude. Yeah, bro. Like I said. You know what? I have nothing more on that. I just wanted to bring that. I was like, no. no. Hey, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> dude, that's f- dude, we have a fucking podcast. We can say whatever the fuck we want, like ham pussy and fucking tight pussy. We can say yeah, that if we yeah, want. We because ham pussy. We have. <laughs> we- <laughs> that's all this episode is yeah. ham pussy. <laughs> Here we go. Well, boy. Um, that, was, that, was, that was a little Easter ham pussy. Oh, wow. Oh, Easter ham pussy. Definitely uh, the title. <laughs> oh, boy. We, we we got right on this. But anyway, with that being said, that's a good point, dude. Uh, like I said, we, we talk about this all the time. But like, yeah, come on. Like, that's not the point. That's not the point you're making. I can think someone's a bet. Like, uh, uh, whatever. Hey. He also was proving my point in the fight. Like him being a badass. Yeah, he's a good fighter. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's it's like, you know, absolving. We we are human beings that get to pick and choose. And when people say fucked up shit, it happens all the time. Yeah, I can't. We can't change the fact that they fucking people beat some ass in the fucking rings. Yeah, and they're there. I mean, look at Sean Strickland. He's the fucking worst. And but he also also uh-huh. was a little bitch too. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. we get to call it to that. And they, uh, Greg Hardy, great example. You know, like. Come on, you know, and also just not a very also just not a good personality in yeah. general. So anyways, I don't want to get too far off topic. I just think that the medium line 
the middle line is can be walked on so that you can go to both sides because because they're they're accessible and it's how you feel as a human being you are processing the information that you're giving you're you're getting and you're saying this is what i think and then you change that if it happens and it's okay yeah i'm not gonna stand stand in stone you know and it's not it's not it's not etched in stone you know yeah. we thought we thought oh bryce mitchell's funny then it's all of a sudden it's like he's fucking crazy cool like yeah we know that exactly like it, it happens you, yeah you can change your opinion <clears throat> yeah so with that being said uh i'm not gonna change my opinion on pat sabatini uh fucking wrecking yeah, fucking he's, t- he's great i mean he just he just smothered him i mean like the, the, the kid was i mean once again levels to this i gotta say though i was surprised like tj larambee at one point took him down and i was like that's true uh, okay we that is true like early on yeah and then so, so yeah. shouts to tj laramie but then pat 17 turned around and he was like nope you are no not you're not doing that at all and i'm 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 keeping you down this whole entire time uh which uh spoiler alert for the main event um kind of similar but a little bit more exciting for this one yeah. which is even weirder so anyways yeah well well probably mostly because it was a three-round fight to be honest if, if fucking that went five rounds that would have been yeah like, okay shit. um <clears throat> Uh, this fight, the next fight got fight of the night, which I think is, is much deserved. Uh, the Myra Buena Silva and Wu uh, Yanahan, Yanan, Yanan Wu, I think. Yanan, Yanan Wu. And um, uh, good fight, man. Th- these girls were the banger. They yeah, were they were scrapping. Like, added <laughs> yeah, they were really scrapping. Uh, and yeah, I I don't know, man. I uh, just I was like, do that to me. Yeah, do it to me. Look at me uh, when you punch me in the face, Myra Buena Silva. Yeah. Uh, but overall, I mean, I'm happy that they. I don't know. I, I felt like I felt like Buena Silva definitely won that fight. I mean, she, that fir- that first round was pretty, yeah, incredibly dominant with the with the the knockdown. But it was a good, it was a good, um, it was a good back and forth between the two of them. I feel like if this is like a raw generalization, but it was good. I do remember yeah. being excited by the fight. Um, <clears throat> I just remember like fucking Dominic Cruz, dumbass, being like. I love this kind of fighting style because you can see everything coming. Like basically shitting on my boy Silva and she was winning. It's like, Hey Dom, you're not in there fighting her. How about you shut the fuck up? Yeah, it was. Um, yeah. Dom, Dom, we're going to talk about Dom's commentary on the, the main event. Yeah. And then he was like, we're going to talk oh, about Dom's commentary. Like on the main event. Who I should be fighting. Oh. Get out of here. I'm done defending Dude, I used to be like, oh, come on, guys. Dominic Cruz is not that bad. He's actually insightful. And now I'm like, no, you fucking suck. <laughs> you fuck suck, bro. See, opinions change. Exactly. Um, all right. Moving on to Miguel Baeza and Andre Fialo. Oof. R.I.P. Carmel Thunder, dude. Carmel Thunder, bro. Hey, man. This fucking hey. took me for a surprise because, like, when the, when the knockout happened, I had, like uh, – reach for my drink or something where i was like not looking away i was looking away and then i couldn't tell who it was i thought miguel won i was all hype and they were like oh miguel baza is like protesting i was like protesting. yeah dude they well keeping the camera on miguel really helped sell the case for andre because so wobbly it was so wobbly <laughs> afterwards like so wobbly. they kept him they kept him like they kept the camera on him for a while and i and I, you know what and not to you know obviously not to Good on the cameraman. Good on the truck to to do that, because like it's you know I mean like on it because honestly if you do look at it like he was grabbing um Andre's leg he was you know he had <clears throat> some sense but yeah he was not of his wits when he got up and was standing and he kept like going like what you know like 
Yeah, he was pretty, pretty wobbly. He was not able to stand up. Um, so that idea that, you know, not to say that it sells the idea, it was a good stoppage, I think, even though, like I said, it looked like yeah. he had a leg and stuff like that. And yeah, but Andre really fucked him up and really just got some good hits on him. And that sounds like I'm describing any fight in the world. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I don't remember the fight being too eventful before the stoppage. Uh-huh. I did say it was boring, but just like it was like, okay, this is a good, you know, pretty decent fight. Nothing to report is like, as far as you know, any crazy things one way or the other, it was just like, oh, this is a good scrap, and then oh my god, the fucking yeah. knockout. Uh, and then moving on to what we're going to talk about for a second, uh, which is Chow Boyalo. Boyalo. I think, I think it's Kayo. They were saying Kayo Boyalo. Boyalo. Uh, sure. I think it's Boyalo. Uh, is it is it B O R R? Yeah. So when it's a double R in the middle, it's a H sound. Boyalo, Boyalo, Bohayo. Bohayo. There we go. Bohayo. Bohayo. And then, uh, and then Gadzi Ermagadziev. Yeah. Ermagadziev. Yeah. Dave sent me that yesterday and I couldn't stop. I wasn't watching the fights live. I didn't even think about that, dude. Gadzi Ermagadziev. Yeah. Oh my God. He lost. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, oh my Gadzi got kneed in the fucking face. Technical stop. Um, so when did the so rules I, this out, I was like, this fight is oh, sexual. it was, dude, they were fucking, they were on the ground. Fuck, yeah. And when they had that body triangle on the back, I was like, damn, these guys are fucking fucking. Yeah. And uh, I think, um, who was wearing the red trunks? I think Omar Gad was wearing the red trunks. Yeah, and when he was on right. bottom and he, and he had his, uh, his, his feet on, um, on Kayo's, Kayo's, uh, hips. I was like, all right, they're about to fuck. Yeah. He's, like, he's pushing away like he doesn't want it, but if you if you put that if you put uh, you know how they used to put the some of the times when people were like um, uh, like scrambling on the ground and they would put like porn tube on the bottom. Yeah, you, you yeah. could easily do that for this fight. Yeah, you can easily do about that. Uh, but w- when did they change the rule? I'm I'm so confused. This is such a weird thing. Yeah, I I, I don't right? know when this happened. It was it was a while ago. Baby when they had that whole revamp with the new rules where it's like, you know, now we allow instant replay. This may have been one of the things that they added. Okay. Where if a, if a strike is deemed, if an illegal strike is deemed accidental and the uh, victim, let's say can't continue. Mm-hmm. If, if it's past a certain point, I think that's maybe the second round. Yes. Then it goes to the scorecard. And it seems like a technical decision where the judges make a call. I think it's based on how much data there is. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Huh. Yeah, it, it looked pretty bad. I mean, like, the fact that it was unintentional, I suppose, is the part where I'm like, okay, like, his hand was very much down. But I don't know. I guess like vision for me is like a big deal. I mean, obviously, don't do it, right? But yeah. But his, his eye line, like where uh, uh, Omar Gerd was, uh, <laughs> where Omar Gerd Ziev was, um, if he he was kind of bent over, at, I don't know. It, did you watch the replay? I didn't watch the replay. Yeah. It, it's weird. Like I said, it, 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 
the fighter's eyeline does matter, I think. So I think the unintention is part of it. Yeah. Because he couldn't see. Can't really see the guy's hand is down. I think it was like Fitzy that made this point where like <laughs> sometimes they'll try and like if, if a guy has their hands down, they'll try and like lift them up to do the knee. Right. Right. Like if you yeah. have them in like the front headlock position, you'll like lift them up by their head to then knee them yeah. like that. You should watch the... Um, Which is what uh, Gegard Mousasi did to mm-hmm. Chris Weidman. Right. Yes, that's right. Um, I will say you, you should watch it. I, I recommend you watch it because it's... It, just watch the replay, at least. Just just watch it again and, and the intent. And like I said, just keep in mind um, Kayo's um, eyeline. Because yeah, there's something about it. I, and I understand the... As opposed to the Barnett one, um, that one was his like, elbows, that, like, yeah, but everyone said, like, everyone, I was like, I don't know, man, like, his head was down, it was pretty bad. And, like, what's even worse, you know, what makes the situation worse for Barnett for that fight was in the middle of round between round two and three, saying that he broke his rib. I don't know if you heard, yeah, so that's I, like, I heard about that, yeah, yeah, so that was like an even weirder ripple. Because obviously the idea is like, is that person looking for a way to get out? But at the same time, like, it's a pretty bad illegal strike to the back of the head. Pretty clear. Yeah. And like with elbows, yeah, I don't know, man. It's it. You could say that, or you could make the argument for Bunya, Bunya, whatever. Bunyeh. 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 Didn't didn't even get close. Uh, Barely even got close. Um, (laughs) uh, You could make that argument for him, but like, mm -mm. no, yeah. so we're we and like I said, both happened in the third round. Both the offenders both won. So yeah, kind of weird, kind of weird. Not gonna lie. The, uh, Justin Gaethje talked about it. He's like, it should have been, you know, at the very least, it should be no contest. Yeah, not a, not a, you know, not a d, not a decision win for the offender. At the very least, it should be no contest. There's no reason it should be. Wait, should... Chris Barnett was marked the winner? No, no. Uh, what's it? No, Bunya. Boudet. Boudet. Sorry, damn it. Wow, don't even remember names. And Boudet was throwing the illegal strikes? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. That's fucked up then. Oh, I see. thought people were saying Chris Barnett was throwing the illegal strikes. No. Because he was no. losing. No. Oh, then what the fuck? They did my guy dirty. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and now that's one of my guys and like changing my whole stance. I'm like, fuck this rule. Yeah, but but that's but, weird, dude. I gotta take a look at it. Yeah, it, it yeah, and like I said, I think I think I mean Gaethje made a really good point. I think that's right. I think he said like no contest at the base level, but certainly not decision win from an illegal strike. Yeah. For for the offender. It's not yeah, it's fucking weird. Yeah, it's weird. You know, decision win or you know, D, uh, DQ win for the 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 person, the victim. You know, DQ win for the victim, but you know, no contest. There's a reason why no contest is invented. I don't know what they're tr- if they're trying to get rid of it, but certainly last night showed that it seems like well, it's not that big of a deal. It's like, I mean, that's a pretty big deal, dude. Like both situations are yeah. pretty big deals. And granted, it is a fight. That's fine. But they're talking about, um, but it's just like the it's like murder. Same thing, you know. It's just the same concept, you know. What? It's just like murder. Well, I, I was thinking about the um, Robert Durst. I think uh, how he got. I don't know if you know this. Fred but, Durst's brother. Yeah, uh, his Fred Durst dad. 
Oh, I'm just kidding. No, um, but uh, <laughs> I believe you for a second. I was like, wait a minute, what? But he he was convicted. He was he he was uh, proven uh, innocent. Uh, not proven. Sorry. Whoa, definitely not proven innocent. He was thought to be innocent. Or no, not thought. Ruled? He ruled ruled. Yeah, he was ruled to be innocent uh, because uh, of intention. Uh, so what happened was this guy like went into a house. Someone they're saying that in the in the struggle, because there's only two people. Uh, he killed this man. Cut up his body, threw him in the river. Okay. Uh... The the lawyer's defense was that did he intend to kill him? And they argued the fact, and the juror was like, "Oh, okay, okay, yeah, no, he didn't." Uh... I was like, "Cut up his body, threw it in a river." <laughs> I was like, "What?" Okay, so uh, anyway, with that being watching said, watching way too much Dexter. Yeah, too much. But I just mean like, like you know, intention is the thing. But also for these things, it's just like there, no contest exists for a reason. So let's just do that. Don't yeah. like. What are you gonna do? Like, what's what, you gonna piss people? At? No, no contest is fine. Yeah, it's fine. And because and, and and the speculation for fights goes a long way anyway, right? Like Aljamain Sterling and Piotr Jan, same concept. When it ha- first of all, that was so controversial because of the belt. But I just mean at the end of the day, everybody, yeah. everybody, consent, general consensus. Piotr Jan was winning the fight. General, like, yeah, but, it's not like but, it's, and, and with that, yeah. it's like in general, it's it's hard to tell, yeah. like intent. Like you're you're not a mind reader, right? Like the 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 Jan knee was intentional, like one hundred percent intentional. It was like, mm-hmm. okay, I framed your head. I'm throwing this knee. It wasn't a glancing blow. Like, I didn't see this one, but obviously, like, that's where that's yeah. where it gets murky, like where you can't really tell. And and with it getting murky, you know, it should it should be it should be just like murder. Uh, <laughs> what if I just keep saying it? Um, but it should be it should be just like you have it should be like court without a shadow of a doubt. You have to prove either guilty or innocent. There is no doubt. And yeah. and because there is. You, you no con- that's what no contest exists for. So let's just call it that. I don't understand. Because yeah. people are going to talk about the fight anyway, being like, oh, he was winning up until that point. Great. Done. Yeah. Fights still happen. You know, like, anyway. This is very weird. Yes, very weird. But, and um, speaking speaking of not weird and boring, fucking main event. Yeah, fucking main event. <laughs> this is how you know it's boring. Dominic Cruz said at least two or three times. That's why this is a real chess match. Oh. Uh, he, he said it the exact same way. In round two, and he said it in round four. And I said, hey, call a born fight, a born fight. Yeah. <laughs> but kudos to Bilal. Um, every, every, every round, a takedown. Vizente Luque had nothing for him. <laughs> yeah, you know, I just remember, this is kind of random, but like, uh, so uh, <laughs> a friend of ours, um, Kate is doing this because of this friend. They review plays. Um, for um uh, there's like this little award show for like high school theater in there new, Jer- new jersey takes community theater like very seriously and then well this isn't community this high school theater but it's like sort of part of that there's like this little award show and she's a reviewer and goes to see these shows and they have to do a little write-up and um our friend was was telling us that when he would go to see these shows if the actor was like clearly gay and playing a straight character and like couldn't hide the fact that they were gay playing this straight character they mm-hmm. had like little like sort of like code words where they would be like 
didn't really disappear into the role or whatever. Like it's kind of like mm, chess match is like yeah. boring fight. Boring fight, like, yeah. Like it's like, yeah, it's like it, when you want to say it's a boring fight, it's like, wow, this is a real chess match. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um chess isn't exciting. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Vicente Luke just had nothing for Bilal. Uh any of the any of the scraps like the fights. Um, like sorry, the the, the striking was kind yeah, of both, okay. both of their game. Yeah, both of their their game. So I'm interested to see like, uh Vicente wasn't he was worried about the takedown too much. He didn't yeah. get to open up like he did before. And I think uh, Bilal said uh calling out Colby, I think. Pretty sure. Weak. Here Weak. We Whatever. And with the sunglasses on. I feel like before where he's done that, we've been like, oh, fucking badass. Now after that fight, we're like, fuck you, stupid sunglasses. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Remember the shades. And now we're like, remember yes, the fight. Remember the shades. Yeah, but yeah, also, now but also like, now everyone's you. remember the fight. Yeah, remember. Yeah, like, remember and the answer yeah, is never no one. Never forget how boring of a fight that was. And everyone's like, oh, oh, uh, Bilal Muhammad's fighting? Oh, okay. Anyway, well, that was the fight card yesterday, full of a lot of people that we didn't. No, or that I didn't know. I, I kept saying, who's that? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that? Yeah, exactly. But considering the fact that uh, it was okay. It wasn't bad. <clears throat> yeah, we got through um, it. We got through it, just like we're getting through this episode. Okay, yeah. so we're going to take our break. And when we come back, we're going to go right into the forum. I think we have some pretty, pretty, pretty good questions coming up. Yeah. And we are back. We sure are. And you guys, you know how they say quality over quantity? Yeah. You guys are bringing the fire questions. And I'm very excited. We have the most fire questions. And we talked about this at the top of the show uh, when I was like, you know, I'm not really feeling it. And then Leo called me. He was like, no, we got to do it. I thought about this next question. I was like, yeah, this will this will cheer me up. Yeah, it's a good question. So it's a great question from our, is... our good homie Rhino, good friend of the show, good friend of mine. All right, let's uh, play, it. play it. Here we go. <clears throat> hey, Juice Lee, what's your big homie Rhino from the Combat Sports with Rhino podcast? So, Juice uh, left a couple questions from my show this week, which were awesome. The the first one, I'm kind of going off in the same vein as the first one. So um, you asked me about Letterkenny, and uh, what a great question. So in return, I know you and I are both huge fans of Step Brothers, and I assume because Leo is a person that he likes Step Brothers too because it's the best comedy of all time. Um, if you could recast Step Brothers using MMA fighters. It doesn't have to be the UFC, but definitely recast, I don't know, five or six of the characters uh, from Step Brothers with uh, UFC or MMA fighters. That would be awesome. I can't wait to hear you guys' answers. Love you guys. Love the show. Talk to you later. Beautiful. Beautiful question. I fucking love this question. And I texted him right away. Like As soon as I heard it, I was like, you would assume correctly about like, Uh like, when we were roommates, this movie was on in our apartment all, all the time. And and honestly, guys, like, you know, I think that the extended I mean, version, too, by the way. Yeah, it's um, that will that will definitely be solidified in in the Comedy Hall of Fame. That movie 
100%. Will will go down as just top form, top time, top quote of most people at the time. It was such a Mm. such a great time in comedy. I often think about those 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 movies like obviously for me, which I don't think a lot of people think of, uh, but, you know, 40 year old virgin changed the the way that people kind of look at like the mainstream comedy and it kind of brought like you know seth rogan paul rudd um yeah the brad pack like into into the movie mainstream and judd apatow being the the kind of head of it obviously you know everybody knows freaks and geeks i recently learned that some people don't know who judd apatow is and i was like what yeah it's a little bit on the crazy side because that that movie really got everyone you know into the this idea of these styles of comedy these judd apatow comedies and obviously like i said freaks and geeks i know was first but this was like movie mainstream comedies that everyone loved and just all these great things came from it and Step Brothers was the next generation of that with a different like look at it and creating the beautiful beautiful pairing of John C. Riley and Will Ferrell um, that we got to iconic appreciate um, for Step Brothers as well as Talladega Nights and um, just some some great great but Step Brothers is near and dear to my heart near and dear to my family's heart we watched it all the time we watched it all the yeah. time in the apartment I, it was like i said so it's the standard version because like i i bought this uh on on dvd when i worked at a video store mm-hmm. um hollywood video r.i.p yeah and it was so funny to you like we, we would we would get deals on these videos and like on the on these dvds and i hadn't even seen it yet at that point this is like 2008 when i first got it i just yeah I think I saw a trailer and obviously I knew like they're fucking great until they and I was like, I'm buying this. And then like, you know, you first pulled, pulled the menu extended version theatrical. I just fuck with the extended right away. I was like, I got to see the extended obviously. And there's so many great jokes. And like, I think it probably makes it more cohesive of a plot if you do the regular one, but like, right. You're missing out on so much gems. If you haven't seen the fucking extended version, like it's just so good. All right. So juice. Go ahead and give me your cast list. Let's go. Right. I'm trying to think of who we can go all the way through. I'm, I'm because I, I mean, I we know the movie like the back of my yeah. I know the movie like the back of my hand. So I'm thinking about the kids. I'm thinking about um, oh the kid the kid who are you gonna put the kids? I don't oh, know. Bro, I have yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no Abdul because he can actually sing or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So she's got the smile and it seems to me. We'll go to um let's see. I think uh let's do Catherine. Let's go. I was say we gotta do Catherine Hans character. Yeah, let's Alice do is her name. Yeah. yeah. So let's yeah. do obviously Will and John, Richard and um yeah. Kathleen, Kathy Steinberg, Steinberg. Mary Steinberg. Mary, Mary Steinberg. The, the, the um, Adam Scott. Catherine Hahn. Yeah, I did, definitely got to do Adam Scott. I'm trying to think of it like anyone else that's like really essential to that plot. Well, let's just go because I already have I already have it in my head, dude. All right, go ahead. So <clears> for, <throat> for the parents, this was like important to me to get like start because like it's the movie starts. He's at the conference, right? Mm-hmm. The ear thing. She says like he's like, put your face between those breasts. <laughs> breasts. <laughs> Dana White. Okay. As the as the dad. Yeah. As Dr. Doback. Yeah. Shannon Knapp, the the 
uh, what would we call the president, if you will, of Invicta FC. For oh, I mom, like that. For, for Mary Seabridge's character. Right. Can you just imagine like two, two promoters just fucking... <laughs> Being at the top of that, that's so funny. And for and for and for Dale and Brennan, uh, Brennan I was like, we gotta get, and they, they obviously it's kind of interchangeable. Mm-hmm. Um, you gotta get like so, someone who has just like buddy buddy energy, but could also turn on each other. Yes. And I thought immediately of Forrest Griffin and Stephen Bonner. Kicking a little bit old school. That's pretty good, dude. Because when they were in the when they were in the house and in, in the tough house, like they they were they were friends. They considered themselves <clears> friends. And they were fucking. They ended up fighting. Obviously, that legendary war that they had, and they had they fought a couple of times too. They fought again in the UFC. Um, and I feel like the way like Forrest has his shit together now, mm-hmm. and Stefan does not. <laughs> I was like, yeah, he does not. <laughs> It's very much like Dale and Brennan energy right there. I like that. Uh, for Derek, Adam Scott's character. Yeah. It's got to be Colby Covington. It's <laughs> a good one. Fucking douchey. And that's jazz, good. Absolutely. They're just like, yeah, fucking... just do what you do. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um... <laughs> for uh, for Catherine, Catherine Hahn, Alice, the, mm. the wife, Derek's wife. Laura Sanko. Good. Because uh, she's fucking funny as well. Like, yeah. That was, I was thinking about what we were talking about earlier. She's low-key, like, some of the funniest parts. Like, that was the, one of the joys of, like, this movie. Because I think before she had done, like, some dramatic stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, obviously, comes with a comedic background, but, like, or, or not, maybe not even dramatic, but just, oh. like, like, slightly serious. Like, not really that funny. Catherine Hahn? Yeah, Catherine Yeah, Hunt. yeah, yeah. Like, I think she was like, wasn't she in the holiday or something? Like she she's been in like she had like bit parts and things. Right. Yep. He fucking shined. Like when she fucking fucks him at the urinal and she's like, stay golden pony boy. boy. Yeah. Classic. Classic stepbrothers. I can't. It's that so good. Sh- that show, uh, that show, that movie has changed everything for us. Uh, so many kids. I don't know. I don't know if there's any other ones that I would I, I'm do. trying to think like those are that's pretty much the main cast. Uh that's pretty much everyone that, that moves that plot forward. Oh wait. <laughs> this is so random. This is so random. Yeah. But Rob Riggle's character. Yep. Pow, pow. Yeah. Fucking big John McCarthy. <laughs> I mean, they look a lot. Yeah. So yeah. It's <laughs> a body double. That. Yeah, easy. Um, all right. So for me. Doback. Dr. Doback. Dr. Doback. Uh, I'm just trying to think. You could do coaches as well. Oh. Oh, then fucking Chris Weidman's dad. <laughs> He's still my boy. Uh, you wrecked my fucking boat, you goons. It's funny you said it because I, I almost thought about Weidman and Wonder Boy for Dale and Brandon. Oh, that would be good. Oh, that would be good because they actually are. Yes, dude. Well, there's they're, they're not they're, they're like they're brother-in-law. Law, think, that's right, brother-in-law. Yeah, that's right. yeah. Actually, stepbrothers. Parents aren't fucking. <laughs> Can <laughs> <Sorry>. you imagine? <laughs> um, all right. For Mary 
Steinberg. I'm trying to think of who could Steenburgen. play. Steenburgen. Steenburgen. By the way, uh, was in uh, Ojai Valley yesterday. Saw her and Ted Danson. Um, oh, fuck yeah, dude. There. I forget they're together. Ted Danson is in, is in my favorite movie of all time, The Amateurs. Oh yeah, and he he plays a he plays a gay character, and it was a guy who like pretends not to be like really like, really hard. Mm-hmm. It was I was like you know, I, I would just rustle up a few gals or whatever, but it's really bad. <laughs> like I, I watched the DVD, Mary Steenburgen was like, we actually had to tone him down. <laughs> 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 he's he's like this in real life. We even had to like pull him back. <laughs> I was like, damn. All right, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think who could play her. Well. Huh. Let's go with. You know what? Let's go with Angela Hill. I That's a wild card. I don't yeah. hate it. It's the wildest card I've ever had. I can't. I can't imagine Angela Hill fucking Chris Weidman's dad, though. <laughs> exactly. But okay, yeah, we're we're yeah. suspension disbelief. We're, like now, we're off the deep end. Here we go. Let's keep yeah, going. The deep end. All right, so for Dale, the buddy that could easily turn on each other. Honestly, uh, Khabib and DC would be good. That's not bad. But it, it's kind of really down the middle. So let's do... This is going to be a little off the chain, okay? Yuri Prohaska and Michelle Vieira. Yes, dude. Yes, because they're both exa- equally crazy, and yeah, and the adversity makes sense. Like yeah. at the beginning, because they'd be like, "Oh, you hit a tree five hundred times." Yeah, I'll do five hundred backflips. Yeah, <laughs> at the beginning, and then all of a sudden, they're just like, they look at each other's dicks. Like, do we just become best friends? Yeah, <laughs> they look at each other's dicks. Yeah, remember when they oh. measure? Yeah. Well, that's like that's after. Yeah. But they're becoming best friends in that yeah, moment. They're becoming best friends. But they moment. could. But they have the same amount of crazy that would have adversity at the front, yeah. and then they'd be like, "Yeah, we actually can join forces and be the best thing of all time." Dude, could you imagine getting beat up by both those guys at the same time? Die, die oh immediately. You die, die immediately. immediately. <laughs> I was like, "Please, give me the fucking blade that's hidden in that samurai dick hair, and I'll just kill myself." Like, I can't endure this. No way. Uh, all right. Uh, to play uh, Derek, uh, I would say uh, Sage Northcut. <laughs> I just think he's just too like. I think if he if he really doubled down on it, I think it would work. Well, Mister Doback, uh, <laughs> you know what makes my dick hard? Four fist commish. Because you don't really get to my dick hard. Well, you don't really get to my penis growing. How about my friends? Hey. My penis growing. <laughs> he's not even sticking to the script right exactly it's like, oh it's his dick hard can i just say it's penis great i'm not really comfortable with that exactly <laughs> and just uh just to make it extra shitty let's get uh let's say justin kish as alice <laughs> i'm sorry make it extra shitty <laughs> it's been a while since we've done a Justin Kish thing, so I just figured I'd bring her back in, bring her back into the fold. Yeah. 
Like that's that the first time they have sex, and <laughs> Dale's like, "Oh, it's all wet." She's like, "Oh, I just shit my pants." Yeah. Oh man. Or or whenever the part where she puts her leg up and pees in the urinal, she also yeah. shits in the urinal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, it's Stupid. That's literally the stupidest That's thing. So but that would be stupid. our stepbrothers recasting if we could cast it with our MMA fighters. Thank you, Rhino. Oh my so god, much. dude. You guys can go check out Rhino's show right now. Go check it out, Combat Sports with Rhino. All right. <laughs> We're gonna get to our next question from D Crons. Let's hear it. Neither of us have listened to this, by the way. No, we haven't listened to the uh, next two. So here we go. What the fuck is up, Juice, Leo, my friendly sparring family? Um, I just wanted to hear your opinion. You know, depending on where you stand, uh, recently Roxy may or may not have said some silly things. <laughs> Depends on who you are and where you stand. I was just wondering, at what point does a fighter, I mean, an actor, celebrity, anyone for that matter, at what point do their political views affect how much of fan you are um i'm just wondering if it had any effect at all um and you know what would it take for you to change your mind as far as being a fan goes love you guys cannot wait to listen to the show okay so are we clairvoyant or are fans like what's happening like we're bringing yeah. up a subject and then they're asking by the way i love this question i mean we literally were just talking yeah. about it um Oh, I mean, Juice, I, I don't know what's going on. You probably do. Um, so if you could maybe shed yes. some light on it, um, please enlighten our viewers and listeners. Yeah. So here's what happened. And by the way, I've said this before. <clears throat> it would take it would take a lot for me to stop being a fan of Roxanne Modafferi. I have said, um, you know, her, Molly McCann, they could rob a bank. And I'd be like, oh, deserved it. Like, they need the money. Yeah, obviously. Oh, fucking you know, the real criminals, UFC, for not paying them enough, so they had to rob the bank. <laughs> no, but like, um, she just, it means so much to me as far as like me becoming a fan of the sport and, and, and shaping how I view things. And, you know, a couple of like weird political opinions aren't necessarily going to sway my um, fandom. <clears throat> But, he, but here's what happened. Here's what he's referring to. And this isn't the first time this has oh, happened. Okay. But she tweeted out this article that was like, I guess the article itself was about someone who is in the military having to get like discharged or something, or they could weren't allowed to serve because they refused to get the vaccine. Mm. Obviously, we're talking about the COVID vaccine. Right, right, right. And I think she tweeted out with the caption something like, oh, I... I um, I, I never thought I would see Americans fighting for the right to be Americans in America or something like that. Okay. It was like just kind of a weird thing. And like, like I said, she, she shares a few things before where it's like, she's very much about like pro choice with the vaccine, like very much against vaccine mandates and like whatever, like, I don't know if she's anti-vax. I don't know if she has the vaccine or whatever. Cause like I don't I don't know very many people who have it mm -hmm. who are because like there, there's a certain point where I go okay I'm not really big on vaccine mandates either right. but I do think everyone should get it 
Like I'm yes. not I'm sitting here like, you know, obviously Absolutely. I get it. But the, and the, but the thing that a lot of these people don't realize is like this isn't new. This isn't because of COVID. Got like it. There are so there's so many jobs you have to have that you they that are in this world where you are or not even jobs like school going like where you have <clears throat> to show proof of some sort of vaccination where it's like your fucking measles fucking polio whatever like agreed there's, there's vaccination required like vaccination requirements are not new and like people are like oh these are like the this is like the 1940s in germany like no that's not what this is and yeah. so like when, when roxanne like shares these things i'm just like okay she's also not, not the only fighter to do this because I and like that sharing that to me like doesn't take away from what I like her career or like what the influence uh, the that influence she's had on you on, on <clears throat> me and, and it's like what I feel about her as a person and um that she does good for the world and, and is a good ambassador for the sport. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I have so, to, I, okay. So I have to agree with you on, on all that stuff. Oh, not, not defending what she said. I don't, don't yeah. agree with that. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I think that's like I said. I said about it. Please do whatever. If that's yeah, fine, but. I think it's okay. I, you know, it's it's a it's a tightrope. It's a tightrope walk. I mean, similar with that. You know, the the situation where the journalist was pressing him, and I was like, well, he, you know, he can say what his experience is. What his experience is, he can say what he wants, and you know. Anyway, regarding the Roxanne Montefiore thing, um, also, <clears throat> it's even worse. Like, not to poke holes in our argument, unfortunately, but like anything to do with the military, you're kind of fucked. Sorry. But like you're signing a contract, like there's a lot of different things. Like, yeah. like the the fact that that you're signing a contract to give a lot of your rights away, and with that, even with more so being said, even more so, um, you know, there's requirements stuff like that. The military is asking you to do something, uh, and that's that's that 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 is the U.S. military. That's the government. If they ask you to go to war, you're gonna go. Right. It's the same kind of thing. It, Regardless of whatever you, your beliefs are, if so, if someone said, "Oh, we have to go fight these people," you're being deployed, and you said no, you get kicked out of the military. Yeah, it's the same concept. It, it's all the same thing. You're signing that that right away, because if you don't go fight, and if we can't all agree on the concept of war happening, but how many of them are necessary? Pro- probably very few. But with that being said, it's the same thing. It's the exact same thing. It, whatever your belief is, whatever it it doesn't. If someone says you have to go to you have to go fight someone and kill kill someone in another country, and you go do that, not not the best situation for you, and not also not one that some people don't sign up for. But what I'm telling you is that if you said no, uh, you could be put in jail. <laughs> like, yeah, and because um, the contract that you signed. <laughs> so, yeah, and, and for me, it's like. Like vaccine mandates, like I said, you equate to certain things. Like think about mask mandates for for uh, from an employer standpoint. Like, oh, you have the right to say like I'm not going to wear that, but then the employer has the right to say like, okay, well you're fired then, or like you can't have this job. Like yeah. they, they it's, it's part of like the uniform. It's like oh, like same same concept. Oh, our employees have to wear this hat. Well, I'm not wearing that fucking hat. I think it's stupid. Okay, you can leave. Like yeah, it's, no it's what, what level people are willing to do. And that's and it's weird because people are like, oh, we should bring this into light. And it's like, but it's but it's always been like that. It's just it's just the buck stops at, at your personal beliefs on certain yeah. things. But I mean, like I said, some people literally feel like, well, I'll never wear another uniform in my life ever again. OK, then don't work at a place that does. it. Yeah, you you are you are the master of your destiny. You do that stuff, whatever you believe in that stuff. That is what you do. You do that. That's it. 
weird to say that we're talking about this on Easter Sunday, but I'm just saying. Yeah. But with that being said, um, it, it takes it takes a it takes a lot. It takes a lot. Uh, it takes a lot for for me to and like you know, <clears throat> obviously our our rough example. And this is obviously we're 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 akin to, uh, we're. Uh, what is it? Um, we are a little you know, hypocritical in the sense of the concept of like yeah. someone like Greg Hardy, like obviously, you know, but everyone hates that. Con- you know what I mean? Like everybody hates that, but that's just something that we have an opinion on that we view as wrong. Right. Like, yeah, that is what I'm saying. Like, but there's other people that will defend him. You know, it, we're not saying, like I said, it obviously for us, on my opinion, it just take it takes, a, it takes a lot for us to disregard them as a, as a fan, because I don't know. It's like this whole idea um, I was listening to the podcast um, Armchair and Dangerous, and they were talking about uh, the conspiracy theory of QAnon and Q and stuff like that. But they were talking about the rallies that would happen and the idea that the baggage that would come with you're going to a rally to stop kids from getting killed. Right. That people would show up with that in their brain. Then when they showed up, they realized like, oh, people are also lizards. And they're like, huh, what? You know, like it, it, it's this it's this give and take of like if you're not this, then you have to be this. And that simply is not the way the world works. It's yeah. just not, it, it just doesn't work that way. So that's why I think it's, it's a little bit hard to, it's a weird water to wade in for me and juice. Um, and, and to be honest with you, we're both kind of speaking from a place of, of privilege from our life. Yeah. Because to be honest with you, whatever is not affecting, I've said this before on the podcast, Whatever causes that you believe in, if it doesn't cause you to move and do something about them, then they don't matter to you enough. If action is not required other than you typing behind your keyboard, they do not matter to you enough. And I will stay, I will stand by that forever because the fact is that we have instant access to it. Now, you can, can you create action through those words? That's where it gets dicey, obviously, because the fucking January 6th fucking storming of the Capitol was a lot of actions through works so that's fair mm. events can happen but i'm just saying there's that. a lot of real real actions right exactly that's what i'm saying that's that's the thing it created those things so that's the that's the rub um but as far as i stand on it that's that's how i feel and 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 i don't know i mean I, come on the examples are everywhere in in media but guys hate to do this to you michael jackson done done game over you put on one Michael Jackson song, guess what? It fucking sucks. You're the worst person on planet Earth. You believe in child molestation. Yeah. Not to not to raw raw, but if your brain thinks like that, it's not good. Yeah. It's not a good way to think. You know? It, you know, especially if it's concept of like art and music and, and stuff like that and, and the lessons that you've learned from these people. Um, it's it's hard. It's it's a really tough place for us to be. But like I said, we are we are speaking from a place that's incredibly privileged. And I know that. And we know that. I just think that just from where I stand, from seeing the way that the world, through my eyes, being on this planet for, you know, as long as I have been, it's, to say that it's not complicated would be the dumbest thing. But right. I will leave you with a quote from one of my, uh, from a show I used to watch called Greek. It was on ABC Family. Love that show. But uh the quote was from a scientist. And I ran a spitter one time. <clears throat> oh, so great. Uh, what's his, what was his name? I can't remember. Anyway, regardless. Rusty. Rusty, yeah. Um, and uh, uh, 
he was like talking with a scientist who's played by Dan Castanella, who I met, who plays Homer Simpson. Very nice man. The nicest man on the planet Earth. Um, But his character says, he goes, you know, it's so funny. You're a scientist. You should know that the only constants are variables. And I was like, oh. And I was like, like, so, so like the idea of like expect the unexpected. Yeah, but it's just like there will always the only thing that's constant is that it will not be what you expect. There will yeah, always yeah, be something that you cannot picture in your brain. That's going to happen. So with that being said, yeah. of fighters and stuff like that, we can support them until we don't or do. Yeah. What what would make what would keep what would make me not like Roxanne Monteferi? Um I think going at something really hard, like going at a bad cause really hard. Yeah, like really hard. Which she's not like she the, the tweet. She's like, I'm sorry I said that, guys. Like I'm, you know, I, I should know better to like, which which, I mean, she, she didn't like really apologize for saying it. She just right. like, oh, I, I know I should know better than to like tweet controversial things or like of oh, course hot button issues or whatever. It's like, okay, but you feel a certain way, like yeah, and that's a, now it's out. You know, but I'm just saying that. There, but but that's the thing. What what would it take? Like I said, just going going at a subject like so so hard. You know, and that and that's not to say that you can't fight for that. It's just like just something that I I totally disbelieve in. But, you know, I don't know. That's it's it's very tough. Decrons. Yeah. But thank you for asking the question. We do have to think about. Yeah, no, we appreciate these questions. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to, you know, we don't shy away from answering these type of questions. So thank you very much for bringing it up. Absolutely. And now. On to something completely ridiculous completely different i can't wait for this one they'll all remember the name muhammad more like below my fights are so lame muhammad because that fucking sucked hey guys <laughs> davel here and i did have an important mma holiday question for you when mma's easter bunny jerry prashaska hops out of the forest realm to deliver easter eggs is his hair in two samurai dicks shaped like ears or does he have two bunny ears and a samurai dick in between thanks love the show (laughs) oh man dude (laughs) i'm i think i'm gonna put i'm i think i'm gonna put dave's name in my phone as dylan Dylan. I'm officially gonna put Dave's yeah. name on my phone as Dylan. I'm gonna do that right now he because fire. he fucking spits hot fire. Guys, great question, great themed question for today. It is Easter Sunday. So, yeah. with that being said, he has risen. He has Even risen. Yuri Yuri Prasca's yeah. yeah, he has risen. Samurai dick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, does he have his? I think he splits it in two. Samurai. I think he splits a samurai dick in two. Splits I don't think two. he has bunny ears that come out. Uh, and when anyone really? and anyone split it in two, I have to. I, I have to. I have to. <laughs> yeah, for the festival. For, for the, <laughs> he's the, so <laughs> casual about it. How else am I gonna hide eggs? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. yeah, but nothing he does does. So yeah. that's what's great about it. Yeah, yeah. The only thing constant is Yuri Brosk. <laughs> oh, dude, could you imagine if he fucking hid like he he could only hide five hundred eggs and they all had samurai swords in them? Uh, <laughs> love it, dude. Whoa, creating a fucking comic book of Yuri Prohaska. Now I'm thinking about it. What if Yuri Prohaska is 
the Easter Bunny. But more importantly, he only gets, dude, my mind is going insane. I'm not even high right now, but check this out. He, whoa, this is getting really cool. Okay. You haven't even said it. I know. Check it out. Okay. So Yuri Prohaska hides 500 Easter eggs all over the entire world. And whoever finds them, there's a gi inside and an invitation to go train with him in the forest realm. How big are these Easter eggs? Yeah, huge. They're big old oh, okay. Easter eggs. Yeah, yeah. But he hides them very well because he's Yuri. But there's geese and an invitation in them to go, and there's just a date and a location, and that's it. You go there, and you train with Yuri Prohaska for one year, and whoever survives that uh, becomes uh, assassins around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. the next movie! Yes! You got to write that shit, dude. Dude, that's so fucking sick. Could you imagine? I can't. That would just be amazing. Dude, and you make Yuri like like just this fucking fucking super anime. No, dude, this like super MMA, like like almost like God among men lore walking. Like just like show him beating up like six, like, wow, I was about to say 600 people. Only 500 people there. Anyway, uh, beating up like 22 guys. In Yu Yu Hakusho. Yes. Or like, uh, or what's his name? Uh, Fucking the guy with bright eyes from fucking... um, uh, Jujutsu, Jujutsu Kaisen. I can't remember his fucking name, but anyway, that guy. Like this thing of like where uh, you don't want to see him fucking get angry, and Yuri's just training these people, and you just see him at one point just like knocking over twenty, like twenty guys in the thing, and they're out immediately, and he just beats the shit out of it, and everyone's like, "What the fuck?" Yes, dude. Dude, it sounds so fucking sick. Oh, I can't. I cannot believe that he's gonna be fighting next month. Dude, I'm already, I'm already ready to fucking. Yeah, my fucking samurai dick is so ready. high, but then also yeah, very like, sad. <laughs> I'm gonna have anxiety for that fight too because like, like Glover's tough as hell. He could have some problems for Yuri, and like, but Yuri could also fucking hurt him really bad. It's uh I wish they weren't fighting. Yeah, but I wish regardless. Glover would just be like, "All right, I won the belt. I'm yeah. gonna retire now." And like, uh, Yuri fight fucking so whoever, whoever he wants, fight a tree. Who yeah, cares? Fight a tree. Knock it down. Uh, yeah. Or he should just stop and just do that movie that I just said, because yeah, that would exactly. be fucking sick. Or make it like a series. Dude, make it a, oh, a Netflix series. Oh, yeah, it would definitely oh be a 10-part Netflix series where each day they fucking, the number goes down and down as it goes along, and the ep- each episode starts with, it's kind of like Squid Game, but with Yuri Prohaska beating the shit out of these fucking people. Dude, it sounds <laughs> so fucking sick. I'm writing it down. Yeah. Two things I'm doing yeah, right now: right Put, putting Dave's yeah, name as Dylan, and and putting this um idea in my phone because it's a fucking sick idea. Yeah, it's oh, like I Squid did. Game, but it's like Samurai Game. Oh, but Yuri Prohaska's at the head of it, dude. Oh, yeah. it's such a cool idea. All right, uh, oh, enough fuck. of us sucking on fucking Yuri Prohaska's uh, samurai dick on the top of his head. Uh, thank you, Dave, for the question. I'm sorry. Thank you, Dylan, for the question for spitting the hot fire yeah, to us. Yeah, thank you, Dylan. Um. And now I think we're going to go to the uh, email. Voicemail. voicemail email question. Yes. <clears throat> from. Yeah, this is from our homie, the MMA catfish. Just got to pull it up right now. I'm all fucking in a tizzy right now. Oh, my God. This fucking transcript, dude. I have to read it. It's so goddamn ridiculous. Hey, Judy. Oh, baby. <laughs> Sienna, make a fish swim up in you. Let's see. Is there... <laughs> CM Punk, which was overturned. 
I believe due to weed, I think right. <laughs> All right. This is too <laughs> ridiculous. Too we got ridiculous. Just gotta play it. Hold on. Hold on. Hey, Judy, old baby. See MMA catfish. Get a swim up in you. Well, you know, I didn't watch the fights last night, and I don't really give a fuck about what happened in any of them. But I'm sure MMA Twitter is all riled up about some sort of robbery or early stoppage or late stoppage or whatever the fuck they want to cry and complain about online. So fuck them. Um, I did want to point out that on the upcoming card at UFC, uh, whatever the fuck it is, uh, we are really scraping the bottom of the barrel for just some fights in the UFC for a company with as many fighters as it has. Uh, as they have matched up Mike the Truth Jackson with Dean Barry. Uh, if you remember Mike the Truth Jackson, he started his career in 2016 with the UFC when he lost to Mickey Gull, then went on to have that really fucking horrible fight with CM Punk, which was overturned, I believe, due to weed, I think, right? Uh, that was June 9, 2018. And now this dude is going to fight in fucking uh, April. Yeah, April of 2022. This is the fucking, I don't care. It's the first card on the, of the fucking whole night of the prelims. But like, Jesus fucking Christ. Hey, video, tell me again how the UFC is the best of the best. Also, FMP to life. Hey, Kevin, this is the most um, yeah. like you're pretty you're pretty focused. You're pretty laser focused on this. I, I do like I mean, it sounds like you're I mean, that's a really that's a pretty good gauntlet. I'm not going to lie. You should send that to Dana White, to be honest with you, because. You know, what's wild about fucking uh, Mike Jackson coming back. Mm. It's like he said, scraping the bottom of the barrel. Fucking the post fight press conference uh, when that fight happened on that night. Dana kind of went off on him and he was like, I'm sorry I ever put that fight on fight pass. I hope he fucking never fights again. And whatever. It's just I start talking shit on him. He's bringing him back. I can't, yeah. I can't even. Uh, how is this concept supposed to be the best of the best? Uh, huh. I don't know. Especially, especially considering the fact that, that we have the ultimate fighter and Dana White's contender series. Like the fact that we forget, have both. Forget that. Mike Jackson is like in his forties, right? <laughs> There's no if they fucking had a forty year old on 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 like not those forty year old like forties and somewhere in the forties. <laughs> like, I think he's like forty four or something. I don't know because I think he was like forty when he fought CM Punk. I just feel like that was about four years ago. Right? Uh, it's it doesn't fucking line up. <laughs> <laughs> fucking. I- Tough house with the goddamn frat boys and just little kids fucking drinking alcohol. He's like, well, I remember when I had my first beer. Oh, wow. I, oh, I don't... Mike Jackson should have been dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Can you imagine fucking Mike Jackson and CM Punk as fucking Dale and Brown? <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, man. Um, or fucking Mickey Gall and CM Punk. I feel like a lot of people don't feel that way about i mean a lot of people do feel the way about ufc but i think the the the, it's going to be a while before the tides start changing in the favor of like another company but 
you know, obviously Bellator being like second, but yeah, for the longest time, Bellator was, was second and still kind of is considered that way. Um, I feel like I was I was looking at this when, when I when he sent his question he said like oh we're really scraping the bottom of the barrel like I want I want to look at the card and I was like Grant I think I just looked at the main card I don't know if I dug into the prelims yet but I was like that's why I didn't know about the Mike Jackson one I was like what the fuck um aside from putting fucking Macy Barber on there which to be fair like she's fighting Montana De La Rosa I think they're both ranked so it's like at least like a a ranked fight you know you, that you're putting on. In, yep. in the main card, there's two fights on there which I believe are guaranteed to deliver, and I use guaranteed like in, in air quotes, as mm-hmm. people would say, inverted commas. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I was I listen to this movie podcast which I really like called Verbal Diorama, which is she's really good, she's also super British. She'd be like, I use that in inverted commas, and I'm like, just say air quotes, just fucking say air quotes, anyway. Uh, Tanner Bozer versus Alexander Romanov. And here's why I say uh, air quotes on that one, because it's heavyweight, you know, things can happen where to where it's not, but like, I've never seen a boring fight from either of them at heavyweight, mm-hmm. even like Alexander Romanov, like super grapple heavy. Like he kind of makes it exciting. And like Tanner Bozer is like fucking exciting to me. So like, I think it's going to be a good fight, but fucking Lando Fanata versus Charles Air Jordan, that's gonna be a fucking banger. Yeah. Uh, one of the questions that like Rhino was referencing, it was actually regarding those two fights. Uh, that I sent, I sent two questions to Rhino's podcast. So I was mm-hmm. like, I was like, hey, t- in honor of the Canadian homie Tanner Bozer fighting as a Romanov, what two letter Kenny characters would they represent? I like. And it. then for the fucking Land of Nevada one, I was like, Land of Nevada has had like three draws in the UFC. Can you imagine? If this fight also goes to a draw, would we have to induct him into the Hall of Fame for setting a record for fucking most draws? Yeah. Um, hmm. Imagine that. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know what the UFC is going to do. I mean, taking breaks is fine. I think it's is you know that's also yeah, fine. Dude, like you know, it's fine. I think yeah. it gives us kind of a, sometimes they they'll kind of do this like little spark of like maybe like a, a week or two. And then, like, it'll come back and, like, they'll do, like, three or four bangers in a row. I think that happened in November or, or October of last year. I remember that. They took, like, a small one, like, one, like a two-week break or something like that, maybe. Could be wrong. Um, but I remember that when they came back, it was, like, just a just bunch of barn burners after that. So, yeah, uh, yeah I think it's just, like, kind of parceling that. Perhaps, like, stop Dana White's contender series. Like, maybe. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I also, here's the thing. Sign is, more too, of like, them. I don't know. We're at a point where like the pandemic has gone on for long enough to where a lot of people forget that it's going on. Like things are open fully. A lot of people don't wear masks anymore. Like yeah, it's yeah. just like, but like we kind of forget that like there's still restrictions in a lot of other countries as well. Mm-hmm. So we're there we're finding out that like American talent isn't what we think it is sometimes. Like some a lot of the international fighters aren't allowed <clears throat> to like you know, compete mm-hmm. and it's it's wild and, so, and like they can't hold the events where they'd like to hold them like there's a lot of people who have like sat on the shelf who don't necessarily want to sit on the shelf um not that i'm saying that the ufc isn't also to blame for putting together these shit cards but like hmm. well 
Either way, good question, Catfish. Really yeah, makes you think. We really appreciate it. Hmm. It really makes you think. Just how good is Kevin Lee? <laughs> um. All right. So now I think we're going to go to our Twitter questions. Yeah. Let's get those up. Uh, you want me to read them? I'll, I'll do it. Yeah, if you can, That's actually, okay. it would be, be amazing. All right. Uh, our, uh, our good friend at STD. Uh, sorry, yeah, underscore STD. STD underscore huggy bear to aka Ooh, i don't hate that especially if we get some fucking uh chris barnett and dc content like fucking i agree just being bros well who's chris barnett with now you know he trains in georgia i don't think he's with a major camp like yeah he has it's not like you know, fucking ragtag, whatever. Like it's it's just not one I'm familiar with. I think he trains in Georgia, um, right? Or Florida, right? I think he's from Georgia. Yeah, I think he does train in Georgia. I think you're right. But yeah, I think I think him going to like a big big camp like that would be great for him. He's got a yeah. great you know personality, and he can definitely be. Um, he could be a real threat with a, with a lot of um you know wrestling training. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, pretty simple answer. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, pillar of salt at uh, underscore pillars of salt underscore uh, yeah. posted a meme picture of uh, Krusty the Clown saying, what the hell was that for UFC Vegas 51? Yeah, what the hell was that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the only fucking, if you were to encapsulate like what the fucking night was, it's that gif. It's fucking Krusty well, what's, the Clown. Well, what's funny about it is too, is that before when I saw, I saw the card, I was saying to myself, what the hell is this? And then now at the end of it, I was like, what the hell was that? Yeah. yeah. So I was who, right. Who the hell is this guy? Yeah. Um, all right. Our next, um, our next question is from uh, the MMA dude at Phil, the MMA dude, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Call us um, split decision podcast. That's right. Uh, all right. His question is, who do you want Bilal to fight next? And how can we make 100% certain that Bilal loses so we never have to see anything like last night ever again? Thumbs up. Yeah. Well, that's definitely a, a big loss. But my my um, my idea would be um, uh, when if... Well, what about Gilbert Burns? I was going to say that would be good, but also like after the Leon Esward Kamar Usman fight, probably that again. What do you mean? Leon Edwards and Bilal. Did they not fight again? What happened? They fight again? I don't remember. Anybody. Oh, well, they, yeah, they they fought. Bilal stepped in on short notice and Bilal and Leon fucking gouged his the eye. Pump, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so he this, fucking had his eye like scoop the bottom fucking. Yeah. So now that now that the Kamar Usman and, and Leon Edwards fight is happening. Let's, uh, you know. Let's go on to if Leon loses Bilal and Leon. Oh, again, for part two. Now, oh, now, people people would hate that, and and it would be great. And I hope, and it would be great is if it was a barn burner. That would be even more interesting. It's not going to be, but wouldn't it be so funny if it was a barn burner? I was gonna say, like people, I think like like because of this fight and maybe the Wonder Boy fight. Also, people were like hating on Bilal, saying all his fights are boring. <clears throat> I gotta say, like I've never really thought that. I've I've always thought that he like he doesn't get a lot of finishes, but he's it's not for lack of trying necessarily. Like he, right. I never feel like he's just whatever. Maybe it's also like the first fight I ever saw of Bilal was his UFC debut when he fought Alan Joban. And that fight, fucking, I might have got fight of the night. It was definitely worthy of it. It was a fucking great fight. Mm -hmm. 
um, like Alan Joe Band just fucking beat him from pillar to post, but he kept coming. Right. Uh, it was great. It was fucking great. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, Gilbert Gilbert probably is, makes a lot of sense. Um, we'll probably lose against Gilbert. Uh, speaking of which, R.I.P. Gilbert Gottfried. I don't know. Yeah. Why, it's Gilbert. Oh, oh man. Yeah. You fool! Yeah, you watch the Hollywood yes, Squares. Of course, it's absolutely. Oh, so good, dude. I saw, I saw it at least at oh. least like six or seven years ago. I love that clip. Um, but uh, I also, you know, I I mostly remember Gilbert Godfrey from um from Problem Child. To me, he'll always be Iago. That's also true as well. Um, so with that being said, I think that's all the questions. Pretty sure uh, that we had. Yeah. And uh, we have now come to the end of the podcast. I am happy that we did the episode. It was fun. We had some good laughs. I'm feeling we much better. we got to give our picks for next week, though. We do have to give our picks for next week. That's true. So we're definitely not at the end of the podcast. Okay. Like you were about to wind down. I was like, yeah, I definitely was about to wind down. But uh, yeah, let's, thank you for catching me on that one. All right, let's, uh, let's go for uh, next week's fight card. Uh, uh, Lemos versus Andrade. I was just say weak ass main event. I was just say like I, I love uh, Jessica Andrade. Amanda Lemos is not a fucking headliner, and like, bless her heart, Jessica's learning English. Amanda doesn't mm-hmm. speak English. I don't think. Like, it's yeah. not. They're not going to do a lot of media. It's not like. <clears throat> what what are we what are we doing here? What 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 is this fight for? What are the stakes? Yeah, we, we've talked about that before. Why does before. this matter? Why do I care? We talked about the stakes before, so definitely important to have them, and sometimes yeah. they don't. But happy that women are headlining the card. Very happy oh, yeah, that. absolutely. Um, so that we can't... It know. should be a good fight. Like, stylistically, I think it'll be a good fight. It's just, you know... Okay, so our first fight is Su- Suma Derji. Suma Derji versus Manil Kopp. Oh, Manil Kopp. Mm. I got Manel Cop. I got Manel Cop as well. Uh, Macy Barber versus Montana de la Rosa. Ugh. Well, Picking definitely Montana, Montana de la Rosa. Yeah. If I was a betting man, I might say my Macy Barber has an edge, but I'm not. And I don't give a fuck. I'm yeah, never exactly. picking Macy ever for anything ever. Good call. Uh, Lando Banana versus Charles Air Jordan. <sighs> I'm going with Air Jordan. Me too, but I feel bad because I really like Lando and he's a New Jersey guy. I know, but I'm going with this Jordan. I'm going with your countryman. Yeah, my countryman, yeah. Well, he's Canadian, technically. French-Canadian. Mostly French. Because, like, French, but, yeah. yeah. Uh, This one's because of because of the surprising factor of Clay Guida from last fight. Like, so it's Clay Guida versus Claudio Poyas. I'm going with Glita. I, I like it. I, 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 I think mean, that Cla- I think Claudio's gonna win, but the idea yeah, of again, Clay that's winning a tough one, like <clears throat> a similar fashion of like Clay Guida like weathering the storm and then and then getting that fucking finish over Leonardo Santos. Like but Poyas is I watched Poyas take the fucking beating of his life against Eric Silva. Mm-hmm. This guy fucking he fucks. He, he it was like it was a UFC London card. He fucking beat the shit out of him, dude. It was like, wow, why aren't we stopping this fight? And then Claudio Poyas grabbed a knee bar from nowhere and like ripped this fucking dude's leg off. I I remember correctly, like the the ref was Osiris Maya. 
uh, Damian Maya's brother. Mm-hmm. So maybe it wasn't UFC London. Maybe I think. Oh, I think it might have been Chile because I think Claudio Puez is from Chile. Uh-huh. Um, it, it might have been UFC Santiago. What was it? I don't. Anyway, look look it up. Somebody, let me know. It was Claudio Puez versus I think it was Eric Silva. Not the Eric Silva, the one that fought like Matt Brown and had all these great fights. It was like some just some other guy named Eric Silva. <laughs> Same exact um, name, yeah. Some fucking other name. Anyway, uh, it was definitely a Silva. It might have been. I think it was Eric. Yeah. Anyway, Claudio Puez is getting the shit beat out of him and then just wrenches the dude's leg off. So who do you got? Uh, I got Claudio Puez. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. All right, and we got next up, we got Tanner Bozer and Alexander Romanov. Ooh, I'm going. I'm going with, with Romanov. I'm going with Romanov too. Yeah, I'm going with the thick boy. Yeah. Uh. All right, and then uh, Amanda Lemos and Descantarazi. I mean, Descantarazi. Yeah, by a mile, dude. Like, not even close. <clears throat> and I'm not Lewis is good, but I don't think she's just gotten Andrade good. Once again, there's like, levels to this. There's levels to this, and, like, Andrade is just so wholesome. Yeah. Uh, all right. Those are our picks for next week's fight card. There's a small chance we might be doing it on Monday. I do want you guys to know that. And I'm letting just know right now live on air. Oh, yeah. Love that for us. Love that for us. Maybe, but I'll let you know. Yeah. But anyway, know. with that being said, uh, Juice has his phone out because we're going to yeah. thank our lovely patrons yep. that support our podcast. Uh, and we love you all. We care about you all. Thank you. Yes. I'm going to see if I can do it without looking. I did this one time before we got a ton. We're getting a lot. Um, but we're getting a lot now. Also, um, once again, before we start, tell your friends, yeah. tell your neighbors. Yes. Yeah, the podcast grows by word of mouth. So um, as my my homie Christian mentioned, MMA likes to say, share this podcast with any MMA fans in your life. Yep. Um, okay. Patrons can verify. Oh, here we go. Video. I'm closing my eyes. APB. Sandy Pants, Alex from Jersey, Fee, T Cross, Dave L. I open my eyes, but I'm not looking at the thing. I'm fucking looking away. Uh, it's gonna be bad. Uh, hold on. APB, Sandy Pants, Alex from Jersey, Fee, T Cross, Mixed a Man, Dave L, David Everett, David S. Jimmy the Trunk, Nobby Buckles, Brian Shea, Pamela, okay. Tricky Dick, Anonymous, Super Manly Nick, Decrons, Harry Andrew, Cakes, and QAR. That's it. Best people. Thank Best you. Best people on the planet. Thank you guys for always listening. Thank you guys for always supporting the show. Yes. Uh, you can follow me at Leo GH2113. Patience, I am sorry that I had not um, calculated the uh, fight pick points, fight pick lead points. Uh, it, it's Easter. I was busy. But we will. Don't worry. It'll happen. Yeah. We're good. We're good on it. Don't worry. Yeah, we're good on hey, the picks. At the end of the day, someone's winning that belt. Don't yeah. Someone's winning that belt. Day. Someone's going to be wearing that fucking butt plug strap, and you better fucking wear it everywhere you wear, go. Wear it. Yeah. <laughs> everywhere you go. Okay, thank you guys for listening. And uh, well, I was gonna talk about 